welcome to the Rich Thoughts Podcast, where our goal is to glorify God and terrify the devil. Get ready. It's going to be a great journey. Good morning and welcome to Rich Thoughts for Breakfast. I'm Harold Herring, and that's my fine wife, Beth. Isaiah 55, 3 and 4, 3 and 4. Incline your ear and come unto me. Hear and your soul shall live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. Behold, I have given him for a witness to the people, a leader, and a commander of the people. You are a commander in the Lord's army. That's right. We started talking on this yesterday, how you're a commander in the Lord's army. See, in a, and we're going to finish it, and we're going to do a little brief review first. In the spiritual context, a commander is someone who exercises authority over the commands of the Lord. Do you exercise leadership in following the commands of God and His Holy Word? Then you're a leader, a commander. Here are the seven characteristics in our brief review, then we'll finish. Number one, always receive your orders, commands from the right person. Success in life is dependent upon your ability to recognize, honor, and obey the commands issued by proper authorities. The person in charge. Understand. Understand. Yeah. Num need... Number two, understand the importance of specific commands at the right moment. No doubt you've experienced defining moments in your life when you feel the presence of the Holy Spirit directing your way. During those precious moments when we recognize, honor, and act on the words being spoken, well, things change, yes. and they change forever. Yes. Number three, what will lead to your appointment as a commander in the Lord's end-time army? Isaiah 55.3, 55.3, classic amplified. We uh, will read it again. Incline your ear, submit, and consent to the divine will, and come to me here, and your soul will revive, and I'll make an everlasting covenant or compassion, promises to David. Well, I want you to listen to Isaiah 55, 4, one more time, when it says, Behold, I have given him for a witness to the people, a leader, and a commander to the people. The key to your appointment as a commander to your success in life, to your willingness to listen to and obey his life-changing and enriching words. Four, commanders bring offerings to the work of the Lord. Numbers 3151, 3151 Classic Amplified. We read that, and when you put the work of the Lord first, you will always and also get blessed. In 3153, let me read that quickly. Classic Amplified, it says, For the men of war had taken booty every man for himself, and he brought it unto the Lord. Number five, you might not understand why God is doing what he does, but he does. Isaiah 55 9, 55 9 says, For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Never try to figure out things on your own. We often mistakenly try to bring God's thought process 
down to ours, when in fact, we should be lifting our thought processes up to his level. That's right. So let's pick up where we left off yesterday. Number six, always look to God to meet your needs, not man. Commanders in the Lord's army should never lose their humility or fail to recognize why they are where they are. 2 Kings 5.1, 2 Kings 5.1, classic amplified. Naaman, commander of the army of the king of Syria, was a great man with his master, accepted and acceptable because by him the Lord had given victory to Syria. He was also a mighty man of valor, but he was a leper. No question, Naaman was somebody. Ever he, there was no doubt, he was no doubt impressed by who he was and what he'd accomplished. After all, the king held him in such high regard that he sent him to the king of Israel with a letter of introduction and a pretty nice offering for the prophet. 2 Kings 5, 4 and 5. 2 Kings 5, 4 and 5. Amplified Bible. So Naaman told the king what the young girl from Israel had said. Go and visit the prophet. The king of Aram told him, I will send a letter of introduction for you to take to the king of Israel. So Naaman started out carrying his gifts, 750 pounds of silver, 150 pounds of gold, and 10 sets of clothing. To put that in perspective, Naaman was traveling with 12,000 ounces of silver, which was worth at the time about 240,000. This time, about $240,000. 2,400 ounces of gold, $2,000 an ounce. Well, that'd be more than $4.8 million in today's economy. Plus 10 Armani suits. <laughs> $2,000 times 10 is $20,000. So no doubt Naaman was consumed with his own self-importance. When Naaman was told by the prophet to dunk himself in the Jordan, Jordan River seven times, he was offended for two reasons. First, he felt slighted by the prophet because he didn't speak to him personally. 2 Kings 5.11, 2 Kings 5.11 Classic Amplified Bible. Naaman was, Naaman was angry and went away and said, Behold, I thought surely he would come out to me, stand and call on the name of the Lord his God, and wave his hand over the place and heal the leper. Naaman was saying, Doesn't this prophet know who I am? And how is he, who is he to treat me this way? One of the most painful falls a person can ever face is when they trip over their own ego. Second, Naaman was upset because of what others might think. 2 Kings 5.10, 5.10. But Elisha sent a messenger out to him with this message. Go wash yourself seven times in the Jordan River. Then your skin will be restored and you'll be healed of leprosy. But Naaman was wondering, what would his servants think? What would pastorbys think? What would th people think about a, a man of his stature? dunking himself in such a dirty river. See, are we more concerned about looking ridiculous or obeying the, the word or the voice of God? No one else can fight your battles. No one else can answer your obedience to his directions. 
or lag thereof on judgment day. And no one else can walk in your shoes but you. Here's a revelation. When someone thinks, what someone thinks, hear this, please. What someone thinks will do nothing to change your circumstances, but you can. It's interesting to me that Naaman, a commander, not the commander of the Syrian army, was having difficulty obeying commands if they didn't reflect what he perceived to be his position in life. The story of Naaman's a perfect example of how even commanders must be vigilant not to allow sin or doubt to enter their lives or thought processes. And that's a lot of good thoughts. Number seven, commanders never quit until they're victorious. Those in authority have a presence, a confidence in who they are, and it's evident to those who are near them. For years, you know, we've I've said that when we're in charge, you don't have to tell people who understand authority because they recognize <clears throat> and honor you for the authority you walk in. Those under authority are always ready to follow the orders of those in authority without hesitation or reservations. You can't be in authority without being under authority. Those in command also have a confidence that despite any and all the adversity, that they will ultimately triumph. You know why we know? Because we serve the Lord our God. That's it. But let's look at the life of Naaman again and learn two more valuable lessons. First, don't quit or give up when it looks like all is lost. Naaman, who had already had his pride wounded, could have quit after going down the first, second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth times. But he didn't. And truthfully, at the, and well, at the um, encouragement of his men, they said, you know, his obedience to the man of God brought his deliverance. If Naaman had quit, he would have never experienced miracle manifestation. That's true. Psalm 2713, 2713 in the Message Bible says, I'm sure now I'll see God's goodness in the exuberant earth. Stay with God. Take heart. Don't quit. I'll say it again. Stay with God. Yes. Have you ever gone through personal adversity, something that maybe was even publicly embarrassing, and looked around to find that those folks you thought were your friends were nowhere to be found? You do have one friend who will never quit on you. In Psalm 37, 27, 37, 27, the Message Bible puts it this way. Turn your back on evil, work for the good, and don't quit. God loves this kind of thing. Never turns away from his friends. You know, as the contemporary worship song back in the day, we've had so many, <clears throat> way back in the day, really. Yes. I am a friend of God. You know, more importantly, God is a friend of yours. Yes. And the point of it is, is we don't quit or give up on friends. He's right there for you, and he always will be. The second important message to get out of this is your victory is assured because you obeyed God's instructions. Naaman <clears throat> lost more than his leprosy in the Jordan River. He lost his need for pride because he found something even more powerful through his clean bill of health. 2 Kings 5.15, 2 Kings 5.15 classic amplified says that Naaman returned to the man of God, he and all his company and stood before him. He said, behold, now I know that there is no God in all the earth but in Israel. 
So now accept a gift from your servant. Well, Naaman was down, but when he came out of that muddy Jordan, a new man, he recognized Jehovah God is the only true and living God. His heart was turned from the one that was self-indulgent and full of pride to one that was ready to give gifts to the man of a great and glorious God. A commander is moved by the circumstances in life because he has an intimate knowledge of the supreme commander. He also has a guaranteed assurance that he will win. You know, and one more thing, those under authority who obey commands will ultimately exercise even greater authority. Those in authority have a presence in who they are, and it's evident to those who are near them. You know, one more thing, truly, God's desire is for you to be a commander in his end time army. So the thing that we need to do is read the word, obey God's command, and stop acting like a private and be the commander that God wants us to be, setting the example he wants us to set as to how Christians are to go forth and conquer. Amen. Good word. It is a good word. So on this Monday, yes. realize you are a commander in the, the Lord's, Lord's army. army. Act like it on his word. Amen. Go to heraldhearing.com. Check all this out. Yeah. And if you've uh, been blessed, just click that sow a seed and do what God says to do. That's, that's all it. we ever ask. That's it. So until tomorrow morning at 830 Eastern, God bless you. Happy trails. And keep thinking rich thoughts from the Word of God. We love you. We appreciate you. Bye-bye.